This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm really excited to be here today with our guest, Kyla Pilecki. You're going to love her. Um, but before we get her on, I just want to give you a little backstory of the series that we're running, why we're running it, and what I think that you can gain from listening to this episode. So this is a part of our entrepreneurship series where we're really focusing on business advice and business growth. And we've done this from time to time on the podcast because here at Plan Simple, we serve a lot of entrepreneurs as that's my story. And I don't always focus on the business piece because we're focused on you know productivity and balancing out what it's like to grow a business and take care of our bodies and our families and our home, all the different things at the same time and, and what productivity really looks like from that perspective, right? And I'm going to give you a little analogy. I hope I didn't do this on the last show. Maybe I did, but I can never hear this enough. I can never visualize this enough. So hopefully, even if you've heard me say it before, it's a helpful analogy. So I feel like when I first started thinking about work-life balance and years ago and thinking that it was pretty impossible to achieve, especially as someone who really loved to work um, at the time. And so I kind of felt like if I loved something else, I thought of time very linear, linearly. And I thought that if I was linearly giving as much this much time to work, I also had to give this much time to each of the other things. And if I added it all up, there didn't seem to be enough time in a day to do all the things. So since then, and since really working with a lot of women and creating the flow planning process, I've come to understand that for me, work-life balance is not linear at all, like literally at all. And I like to think of it more as, you know, those old-fashioned scales. Do you know what I mean? Like where you had to put two things of equal weight on and they'd balance each other out. And I like to think of work sometimes as this big, hollow ball. Um, maybe it's made of string. Let's imagine that on one side. It takes up a lot of space this whole web. And on the other side is this little teeny gold nugget. And because of sort of volume and weight and size, they actually balance each other out. So very often, I think that the big hollow ball represents our work life. And so when we're first starting in this process of, of planning and really thinking about the, the feminine and the masculine and how they come together to really help us envision the life that we want and plan for it and really play that out in our lives. When we first come into that, a lot of times work is this big hollow ball, metaphorically speaking, right? So it takes up a lot of space and some of it can be really rewarding and some of it cannot. It's usually how people come into my world, like that some of it's not. And then this little nugget that we're balancing out with at the beginning when, when people first come into Blow 365, the nuggets are like the 20-minute walk, the five-minute meditation, sitting down to eat lunch, starting a green smoothie practice, 
having some sort of decluttering ritual or project that happens that just clears some energy, right? So we're working on all these things like that don't have to take up a lot of time and space, but they balance out that work piece because they're they're creating the whole version of you. They're balancing out the whole the whole version of you that's already there, but this it's that you you've taken that whole version of you and maybe you've skewed it a little bit out of balance and into that work area or into that motherhood area, and you're just feeling overwhelmed. And so what we're doing is we're coming back into, into balance. And so a lot of times when we start, again, that work piece is this big thing, but we don't, we don't play with that yet. We start off with how to balance that out, the things that we're adding. And what happens over time is that, you know, maybe the ball gets a little bit smaller you know, the hollow one and the other one gets a little bit bigger, they balance each other out in different ways. And at some point, it becomes really helpful to look at that work piece. And in this case, we're looking at the entrepreneurship piece. And to really make that as purposeful and aligned as possible. Because then we can start to be working with with things that are a little bit more equal when we're talking about balance. And Um, we can start taking up a little less space with that work and letting these other areas grow and come even more into balance than we could imagine at the beginning. Does that analogy make sense? And so for these episodes, I'm really thinking about how to make that work piece feel more productive in the most wonderful feminine way. So that's what we've been doing for the past couple of episodes and what we'll do for the ones coming in the next few weeks as well. We're really focusing on on business growth, okay? So today's guest is perfect for that because literally her business is called My Aligned Purpose. So we're really getting into that idea of alignment. And we're going to be talking about finding more money and more ease and finding freedom through that, even though sometimes both money mindset and systems might feel like they're pulling you away from freedom or they feel like dreaded things. Um, We're going to have a conversation today about how to make them not dreaded, right? Things that we can get excited about. And I asked Kyla on because in her business, and we're going to get her business partner on at some point too, who, who teaches the mindset piece even more. We're going to get into mindset today um, because they helped each other and that's why they created this business together. But I asked Kyla to come on really to talk about systems and the freedom that can come from creating systems and the freedom that can come specifically from creating systems around money and business and delegating and being clear and all the different things that sometimes feel heavy to us but can really lighten the load in the long term. All right. I'm really excited. So let me tell you a little bit about Kyla. Kyla is a certified executive coach, and she's the co-founder of My Aligned Purpose, a coaching and learning company for ambitious women entrepreneurs. She has over a decade of experience working in leadership and fundraising roles with nonprofit organizations, where she raised millions of dollars to facilitate social change. She is an entrepreneur through and through and has established and operated multiple businesses, including her coaching practice, managing real estate, painting houses, creating artisanal butter, right? That's one you weren't expecting. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today. She's also a mama, which she will tell us about, um, and is really trying to create her aligned life, or as I would say, a really balanced life life. So we're going to get her on the show in one minute. I just have one more thing I want to share with you. So this week, we are going from overwhelm to ease. Are you doing that with us? If you're not, you can totally still go sign up. Head on over to the plansimple.com website, go grab your copy of From Overwhelm to Ease, the ebook and the audiobook, which you can download right away. And you will be prompted to sign up for the event, which It will look, and we are in the middle of, but it's a unique opportunity to be on Zoom calls to really learn this process, to really get feedback on 
a specific task where you're trying to go from overwhelm to ease. So I hugely recommend signing up, showing up for a Zoom call or two, watching the replays. The replays will be up. I'll leave them up through the weekend. Um, But it should be really a great opportunity to get some coaching. And if you're signed up, you will actually see for this week how you can be in direct touch with me. So I've really um, opened myself up to everyone who is there. I have given out my cell phone number. I just want to be there for everyone who's trying to get from overwhelmed to ease as they do something that's felt hard. I don't want anyone to feel any obstacles. So we're trying to take away all the barriers. And again, we've created this process and we're going to use it in order to actually do something for you. So if you're listening to this late and you're not in it, don't worry. You might just come in and make a goal for a day, show up for the the live Zoom, get it all done, ask your questions, and then you can repeat it next week. It's, it's a really repeatable process. All right, with no further ado, let's get Kyla on the show. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the Plain Simple Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so I'm so excited to be here talking about systems that doesn't like go that doesn't roll off my tongue very well. <laughs> Before we get into the juicy part, though, um, tell everybody a little bit about you. What your let, tell us about what you're balancing. So you have a business. Like what what are you balancing with that in my life? You mean yes, in overall? your life. Okay, overall, overall. So I have my business that Nicole and I, uh, my co-founder have been running for the last couple of years. And I have my beautiful dog, Bomar, <laughs> my whole family, my husband and my one-year-old, and I'm pregnant. I'm going to have another baby at the Amazing. end of October. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of tabs open over here right now. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and does the one-year-old turn two before a baby comes or not? Yeah, like a month before. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I had the same, actually the same difference. Yeah. Yeah. I had November and then January 1st. So. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I I loved it. I I tell people a lot that three was easier than two, but, but it was nice. Okay. We're still in the one is surprisingly difficult. Yeah. So, so it gets easier. It really does get the, (laughs) it's like the, the more, I don't know whatever that saying is cheaper by the dozen, but yeah, like it, it really, it's, it's funny. Like you're going to, you're going to, you know, maybe your, your two-year-old won't be there one moment, you know, when you're with the baby and you're like, oh my God, Mm. babies are really quiet (laughs) and like chill. Right. And when we have our first, we're like, oh my God, what's happening. So yeah, in that sense. Yes. I love it. All right. So it we think, sorry, side note. No, go ahead. Note, like just when it's sort of like in business, just when you think you can't add one more thing on you do, and then you just expand a little bit. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. Okay. And I love, I think it's so, yeah, it's just, I'm not going to say anything about, yeah. I just think it's so great for them to have company too. It's so fun. It makes things easier. Like, especially even at two, you know, with two and four, it's like they play with each other and you're like, oh my gosh, it's a whole different two-year-old than the one I had when she was alone. Oh, okay. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Me, it was, it was good. It was fun. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to, let's start with money. Let's talk about why our listeners who are women <laughs> should care about money. Cause I feel like oh, yeah. sometimes we don't want to think about it or care about it. We just, you know, want it to be there. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it can be, um, it can be annoying if that's the mindset around it. <laughs> and okay. So, and, and balancing it and having another thing on your list can be, I don't know. And that like, like we were just talking about another thing that you have to expand to hold. However, how my aligned purpose, our company started was with um, Nicole and I were coaching each other because we're both trained coaches. We're just co- like, you know, just hanging out every Monday, coaching each other in the morning. <laughs> I love then, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We just co-coached each other half an hour for her, all her problems, half an hour for all my problems. And then we help each other formulate how we're going to move on. And then we go on with the week and we'd always have our Monday morning coffee together. 
And then one morning we had this brainwave because before my aligned purpose, I used to have a money blog called the money edit. And I, in about 2014, I paid off all my debt and really decided I'm going to figure out how to grow my wealth and I'm not going to learn it from, I don't know, someone who tell you know, some strange uncle who's like, oh, I've got this <laughs> great scheme. I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out on my own and uh, surround myself with women who, who want to also become wealthy. I don't exactly know how that's going to happen, but I'm going to do it. So I had a lady investors meetup I, that I started. I learned so much about money just from reading every single thing I could get my hands on. I went crazy on the Mr. Money Mustache blog, read every single Ooh, post. I love it. that. Yeah. Have you read his blog? Mm-hmm. Okay. A long time ago. I haven't yeah, in a long, long time. time read every single post. Just I was doing my day job at the time. And on the side, I like had his blog up, you know, reading. Okay, what am I going to do? I was in Toastmasters. I was doing speeches on money. Okay. Then, so I'm passionate about this. I'm building my investment portfolio. I'd made a couple of- Wait, will you go back one step? Why why were you, like, what what was the trigger for that? Like, what made you passionate? Was it the debt? Yeah, it just was like- other people are winning at this. Got it. And I don't know and what I want the to F too. is going on most yeah. of the time, but surely I can figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. um, I was really motivated to, I've always been independent, but stand on my own two feet with financial independence as well. So that was my own driving factor. And then starting to talk to other women about it, like, it, no one talks about it. So I had my money edit blog, had lady investors. We did investing meetups to talk about value investing and different shares we're going to buy. And then, um, then Nicole and I are co-coaching fast forward to that. And she's talking about manifesting and, and put it out online. Who wants to learn about manifesting and a whole bunch of people signed up. So I said, Oh, I'll come like a hundred people. So I said, okay, I'll come to the free workshop and I'll support the people who want to manifest money because manifesting is thinking about like, you know, directing your thoughts and taking action on it Yep, and feeling the feelings that you want to feel when you're successful. So I'm like, okay, I can do the manifesting money group. Then we, there was just so much uptake and everyone wanted to talk about money. We put together our first course, Manifesting Money Masterclass. And to this day, We've had hundreds of women take it and it's the simple, like simple, simple, simple basics of where is your energy going? Like, where are you spending your money? Uh, Where do you want to be spending your money? How can you build your wealth? And uh, it's moved so many people's money consciousness forward, like paying off hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to actually talking to their spouse after 20 years about money and the difference it makes when you open up to, yeah, I want to be wealthy. Let's just admit yeah. it. I want things, you know, you could have money or not. Things are, it's maybe it doesn't make you happy, but things are easier when you have money. Right. So I just, um, yeah, I just am passionate about how it's actually not that hard to figure out and, and you can, change your money story and build wealth. Yeah. I love that. So what about anyone who's listening? Who's like, yeah, but like I have a family member who's not doing so well, or like there's all these people who are, you know, really in poverty. And I feel like that's not me. And if I, if I take it, I'm going to be taking away from them. Like Mm. I'm, I feel like women, we take on so much of like, uh, we've probably just heard all these stories our whole life of how we shouldn't want. Yeah. So what, what, what is your rebuttal to that? Well, (laughs) do do you know Amanda Francis? No. Do you know who I'm talking about? Okay. Well, Amanda Francis is a self-proclaimed money master guru or something like that. I don't know what she calls herself, but Mm -hmm. she is a multi seven figure, multi eight figure wealthy woman um, who has written a book called Riches. Can can we swear on this podcast or no? Absolutely. Oh, it's called Riches Fuck. It's so good. And it's Mm -hmm. all about wealth consciousness. And what she says all the time, which really stuck with me, which is a bit... um, maybe a bit harsh, but at the same time, it makes total sense is that you can't become poor enough to help the poorest person. Mm. So we can 
go beyond average. We can admit that we want to build our wealth. We can do that and we can help people along the way. It's not like if you wake up tomorrow and you start building your wealth, all of a sudden you're going to have a massive personality shift and not be nice anymore. Right. And not look out for people and not make sure that your community is served and that like you can just do so much more when you decide that you're going to change the money story. I love that. All right. So around here, Mm -hmm. I do a lot of talking about sort of the a longer term vision, like five or 10 years from now, which Mm -hmm. I find I'm pretty sure there's not anybody who imagines five to 10 years from now as like a poor, like, I mean, for the most part, you have a lot in that vision, right? Like, like you're doing whatever the hell you want five to 10 years from now. Um, And then we work our way backwards. And we're like, okay, so and right now we're in this season, whether that's Mm -hmm. like, we're in a season of building a business, or we're a season of having little babies, or we're in a season, you know, of some hormonal cycle, whatever. Whatever it is like right we're all in some season whether or it could literally be summer versus fall um and so we look at things in 90 day seasons so let's say we're wanting to shift our money in a 90 day season where would you start us oh what a great question okay well i think i would begin by saying there's two ways that you can shift your money story. There's the mindset piece. Well, the mindset piece is really everything, but there's the like, okay, I'm going to look at the energy that I'm putting into my money. I'm going to see where my money's going. I'm going to see, actually take the time to look at how I'm spending, but also how I'm allocating my money and what feels good for me and what I want to decide. So you can do that side with the existing money you have. You could also say, okay, I want to have the space in my life to create and grow a business that gives me so much more freedom and so much more earning potential. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot about what we talk about at My Aligned Purpose with um, women entrepreneurs is, do you want to make a decision where you are building something that's going to produce intergenerational wealth, that's going to be a long-term business that completely changes your life. Okay. And even if you're not there at this moment, or that's not for you, or that's not what you decided, like Mr. Money Mustache says, you can either like make more or spend less and then invest wisely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go all in on having your own business and all that kind of stuff, you could say, okay, I'm going to decide that I'm going to make my money, make money for me and figure that out. Yeah. It's interesting because I followed that whole movement for a long time and, um, you know, and my, my like husband was in love with all of that and is somebody who goes to spending less and, but he's not an entrepreneur. So at some point I was like, oh no, like for yeah. me, it feels better um, to focus on making more. Not that I, I agree. don't I agree. have to watch my things, but yeah. it, just, it just feels better to me. And yeah, a major tenant of the uh, FIRE movement, the, f- uh, what is it? Financial independence retire early is yeah. that every dollar you spend is gone. That's Mm. like the thought, the scarcity thought process around it. Whereas with entrepreneurship, I found so much freedom and saying every dollar I spend is going into the spending, earning, spending, earning cycle. So what I put out there, the, you know, the programs I buy into and the coaches I hire and the, the systems that I use in my business and the platforms that we have, and that's all coming back to support me. I think that is a more expansive mindset than don't give away, (laughs) like do not spend, keep it low, keep it tight, and then grow, grow, grow your investments. It's like, uh, that kind of works, but it's, it's restrictive. And if that's not your nature, then you're always going up against your nature by trying to force yourself into that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I found. And it's interesting because your business is called My Aligned Purpose. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming a lot of people in your world have this strong sense of purpose, which I I do as well. So the idea of like retiring right now, like that Mm -hmm. doesn't even matter to me. You know what I mean? Like that's not 
even in my, like, I don't want to retire. I want to do this all day long forever. (laughs) And yes, precisely. And I think like, even if you look at people who retire early, often they're not sitting on a beach. They're then doing know, using their yeah. skills to build yeah. a rental property or or exploding the Airbnb market or whatever they're doing so yeah yeah retire as in i think the the point of that being financial independence you don't need to work you have the residual income so that you can do whatever you want yeah and we're kind of like well you can do whatever you want anyway yeah <laughs> That's, awesome. That's the, I mean, me and yeah. you, we're like, yeah, yeah, also yeah you totally you can. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. So around here, you know, we, t- we're, we talk a lot about food and wellness. We're talking about mm-hmm. lifestyle. We're talking about spirituality and we're talking about work and sort of how all those things come together mm-hmm. um, to create sort of a whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like the thing that people are responding to a lot is, is freedom, right? And, and the desire to really feel freedom. So money... <laughs> along with food, I would say probably are like two things that a lot of people like if they feel triggered, like they're free, you know, I can't have the cake. My freedom feels like, uh, you know, out of alignment. I, I can't buy this shirt. My, my freedom feels like a little bit infringed upon. And so this is where I want to shift into you and I geeking out a little bit about systems, because I think, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm constantly um, trying to figure out new ways even to say is, you know, in the planning process, which I guess essentially is a system, I have found so much freedom, like I finally found freedom through the process, even though like I'm 100% like a creative person who mm-hmm. doesn't really love the idea of a plan. Um but it's created so much freedom for me. And, and so since we started off talking about money, and I know you want to talk about systems, let's, let's, let's dive in like through that lens of, of freedom and sort of some of our misunderstandings, I guess, about what freedom actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm assuming that in order to tend to your money, <laughs> you know, you're going to have to do some things on a regular basis. Oh, um, yeah. Have to be that may not always feel like freedom in the moment. Yeah. And I think we're all in choice and you can design your, your system, whatever system it is around money or eating or, or your family systems or whatever, so that it aligns with your why. Yeah. This, the reason why I'm saving, like, for example, the reason why I'm saving money or not buying the shirt or, um, making a choice that feels restrictive in the moment is because I want to go to Hawaii in February and I want to pay for that up front. That's really important to me. So that's what I'm going to decide to spend money on at this moment. I could spend money on, you could flip your mindset to say, I'm spending money on myself when I put money in my investment accounts. Ooh, so, I love that. That's yeah. good. There's, there's the reframe of that. And then, um, systems. Okay. So we talked a little slightly before, but then we had to stop because we wanted to be recording that we both kind of think systems are kind of boring. Yeah. Like it's, there's, it's not that fulfilling for me to at all to fill things out in Asana and design a step-by-step plan to execute this, 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 this. And often for me, I have to do it a few times myself to be able to define the plan because I work off of the creative intuition. I just say, okay, you know, especially at the beginning of our business that we're going to launch this free week and do it instead of saying pause. Okay. These are all the steps. This is what would be the most strategic. Um, this is what we're leading people to. And that's why I'm going to put this all together. It's like, uh, let's see what people want to hear about. Let's talk about the topic. Let's work to deadline. So sometimes that works. But there's when I see a plan being boring, but there's freedom in it, it kind of makes me think of like getting married. There's so (laughs) much freedom in the commitment of being with one person for as long as you're together. I love that. You know, it's like, well, I'm not on dating apps, which is awesome. (laughs) 
I really don't want to be in that world. So (laughs) feeling really free about that. I have this great deep relationship with my husband that we're always working on, but there's no constant decision-making and questioning. And it's like, we're together. This is our family. This is what we're building together. Um, Instead of interrupting with should I do that? Should I do this? What, you know, I don't know. I don't know my direction. Should I plan the trip to Maui next year? Or am I going to go with someone else? Right. <laughs> There's just so Obviously much freedom in not making yeah. that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so then you're really leaning into, well, you're, 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 you're just putting your future self first, which is amazing. So, so mm-hmm. what strategies do you have, um, in your world for doing that. Cause I, you know, I feel like even when we make the plan or even when we go make the list of things that create the system, mm-hmm. we still have to follow through and do the steps or show up to this, you know, money date with ourselves or whatever it is that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we, how do we, well, how do we stick to it that way? Like, tell, yeah. me, tell me about that. I guess commitment is a paradox. In that it feels kind of, it feels restrictive, but then it does produce freedom. Yeah. Sort of like the plan. Well, okay. This might not be the answer that anyone wants to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are wired to follow through. Yeah. I think. And some people are wired to start stuff and forget about it. Yeah. So instead of forcing myself to do things that I don't want to do. I try to surround myself with other people that can support me. Like for example, with my aligned purpose, Nicole is really wired to start stuff and I'm wired to complete it. So it's easy for us to work together because I love her ideas. They come fast and furious sometimes, but I can hear them, sort through them, figure out the strategic one at the moment, and then execute that. So perhaps if you're listening, thinking I'm the starter and I really don't want to follow through, maybe there's some support you can get. It doesn't have to be a business partnership. It can be a virtual assistant, could be, I don't know, an accountability buddy. It's funny that you just mentioned marriage and like getting off. Like, it's funny that that was the example you, you use because I find that so often we get frustrated with the differences in our, in our marriage where a lot of the times one of us, like the, the friction comes from one of us, like literally being exactly how you just described the details person. Whereas one of us is the sort of more creative idea generator person. And mm-hmm. so then you know, somebody feels like they're taking the trash out more often and somebody, you know, like, and so when we can start to really understand that it's actually just about accountability and how beautifully Mm -hmm. that's going together. I think that's, that's a really cool example. Mm -hmm. I like, I have to say, this is how non-systemsy I am at my core. If you open our shirt drawers, like my husband and I share a dresser and his side, if you open his shirt drawer and you open mine, Mine is just all my shirts in the drawer. Like I don't fold them. I take them out of the dryer and I put them in the drawer. And I always put the wash away as soon as it comes out of the dryer. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I can start the wash. That's fine. Like I just do, I complete the wash cycle. When I see people on Instagram who are like, this is five weeks of wash in the laundry room. I'm like, what? I would actually have a mental breakdown if that was happening. So I'm, I'm completing, I'm putting them in the drawer. Scott watched Marie Kondo one time. He proceeded to Marie Kondo <laughs> all of his clothes. So you can see, I should take a picture for the show notes. You can see all of the t-shirts that he owns all folded into these tiny little squares, all lined up in the shirt drawer. And I like to say that's exactly how we are. It's like, it's, I'm different. And I mean, I have an Asana system in business. There's only so much bandwidth I have to focus on the step by step by step by step. So if it doesn't matter to me, I just put it in the drawer. That's so interesting. Cause I'm like your husband. So we're the opposite. <laughs> you like to have um, everything so you can see it all lined up. But well, I think- and, and because like, because wash kind of falls into my 
wheelhouse. I mean, I have three teenagers now, so it falls into everyone's wheelhouse. But because, you know, it initially was in my wheelhouse, I am the person who like let the five loads come. And like, because I had to fold it, you know, I, I had this whole idea about how it was folded. Whereas my husband would definitely get a load through and just put it away, you know, however made most sense to put it away. So that's super, it's interesting, like the, the starting versus the finishing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can tell when my mom's here because my mom lives across the country. So I don't see her that often, but she comes once a year or something and she does my wash and she folds it all so nicely. <laughs> like, okay, that section was clearly not done by me. Thank you. <laughs> it's so nice to have a, a special treat of everything folded. <laughs> all right. So I'm kind of intrigued by this when we're thinking about systems and and what like I mean, it's, it's interesting because like, to me, you're so like, I actually wouldn't have guessed that about shirts because Mm -hmm. you're so systematic in your work Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have guessed that shirts could go like that. It's more important. It's, it's almost like in, in the system, it's more important to get the shirts away because that's like the final step and you're going to finish. Is that true? Uh, Yeah. And also there's only so much bandwidth I have for being organized because I'm not naturally that detail oriented. So if I have to be really detailed in one area, I can do that if it's important to me and everything else basically falls by the wayside after that. <laughs> Except that you've gotten the clothes away. So the, you know, the Instagram pile of laundry. Yeah. Is not, I get it done. Not, yeah. Yeah. Isn't piling up. So that's really, so yeah. let's, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Why hold Scott's shirts for him? Cause he likes it that way. Oh, you fold it. I'm putting his stuff away because they're in whatever wash I just did. I fold them Mm -hmm. into the right condo thing. I have to think, okay, how does she do this again? And then I (laughs) I try to do it so they look the same. And then I shove them in the little thing. I'm like, you can tell which ones. I don't know. Maybe he can tell which ones I did because they're not exactly perfect, but I try. That's so interesting. Yeah. All right. So for everyone who's here... Um, especially my entrepreneurs who I feel like we attract a lot of intuitive people for whom creating a system really does feel constricting. So let's, let's talk through that. Cause I, I also I, like myself, actually, I, I didn't realize you weren't not like, that wasn't like how you were born, like caring about systems. So let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about that and how, how how to love creating a system like how how to start the process of creating something that's step by step and really being able to stick to it um and under understanding how that taking the time to make that system well we can tell you a thousand times and you might not believe us it will change the amount of time you have but (laughs) but like let's talk through that a little bit yeah, I think um, a, a way to approach this is to think about what you're already doing that's working. Mm. And so instead of it being this big creation of something that you have to make up, what are you already doing that's bringing you clients? So if you have great success, let's say interacting with people on Instagram, and that's taking all of your time, for example, just mentioning it for a friend. <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not a real life example, but it actually is. Then what can you do to get support if that's what you want in that area? But then you can't just do kind of like drive by delegating because the other person's not in your head. So how can you explain what to do? Mm. Go on Instagram. Every, what do you do? Actually, I go on Instagram every day, three times a day. I share all my clients' posts to our stories. People see them and they send us messages. And I make sure that if they ask to be on the My Line Purpose podcast, they get the link to apply. Make sure that if they um, want information about a, a free week we're doing or something like that, we send them the link to that. And we have all those links in the link in bio. So that's the Instagram system. I mean, you could go deeper. You could say these people have interesting accounts that relate to us. They're liking our stuff anyway. Send them an invitation to come to our free community. 
Right. And then that's a system. It's just articulating what you're doing. I wonder why we make it so caught. Co- like we, I feel like the word system infers that we're articulating something totally different, but yes, I love that. Yes. I think when people say, this is my biggest pet peeve about systems, people say, just do it. It only takes five minutes. Like Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I don't know. Just, um, you know, send three DMS a day on Instagram. Just do it. It only takes five minutes. It's like, well, it doesn't actually take five minutes. It takes the bandwidth of prioritizing it. Maybe that means putting it in your calendar. So you're creating like a little system around prioritizing things. So maybe it's in your calendar and then you see it in your calendar. Then you have to make the decision to actually do it. Then you go in, you start looking at like, who am I going to talk to? You send them the message and you close it. And then, you know, is, does that really take five minutes? Right. That people say it takes five minutes actually takes five minutes. So giving yourself the, I don't know, the grace to figure out, okay, I think this is probably going to take half an hour. And if I really don't want to be doing it, can I get support to do this in a different way? Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important. Um, we always do this practice at the beginning of a week of just doing a, asking ourselves the question, like, you know, what's going on this week in, in business, but also at home and, you know, what we're eating, all the different things that just come up when you think about your week. And it's so interesting to me, um, first of all, how much of other people's stuff are on our lists as women, like, it doesn't, we can't even like, do anything about it, like, right, like something about you know, we're holding something for our spouse or a friend or a client or our kids, you know, like, and then also how many things we could easily ask for help with, mm-hmm. even from like, not even having to like pay anyone, just people in our house, you know, like have the kid wash their own dish or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we just don't ask for help. And essentially planning is a system, right? And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we have this process of, of dumping our brain and then figuring out what's important. And then the third step of our process is getting it into time because I think, you know, we are consistently not real about how long yes. things take. Um, and so this idea of, of really breaking things down so we're super clear, then it's like, if, if you know that it's this many steps and it takes this amount of time and maybe that's 30 minutes, but as you're getting used to it, you give yourself 45 or even an hour, like you feel so accomplished. Whereas if it was going to take, you know, an hour and you give yourself 30 minutes, you feel so bad by the end, even though like, it's just a mismatch of time. Like, yeah, so it doesn't sometimes. really matter how much time you're spending. Yeah. Sometimes you see it and you're like, Oh, there's no way I can do that in 30 minutes. I'm just not yeah. doing it. And then you feel guilty ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. But and if you just write it out. Yeah. It, yeah. Write it out and ask for help in terms of help at home for us. Um, when I started my line purpose with Nicole in June, 2020, I was mm, six months pregnant mm-hmm. and it was right in the middle of COVID. It's like, you know, the height of it. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on at that time. Wow. You're going to have two COVID babies. Crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, we didn't predict that, but here we are. Um, and my husband had been laid off and we decided at that time that he would be the stay at home parent. So I would take a few months, like I took a couple of months to recover, but was working in the intra, like in the meantime, just online stuff, not one-on-one coaching. Yeah. And then, um, he started watching Evie full time and I went back to work in January back to work and she was born at the end of September. And then he watched her for uh, about 18 months until she went to daycare. And then she, well, she started part-time and then went full-time. And I had to completely let go of any desire of control that I even had, even a little bit around what she does day-to-day, what she eats, and make Scott the emergency contact parent at daycare because my job is so 
I mean, I decide this myself, but my job is so intensive, especially with multiple one-on-one coaching clients running uh, courses and the free stuff that we do and the content that we're putting out and being interested in reading and learning as much as I can about entrepreneurship and experiencing it. And I've been passionate about this since I was 19 and I had my first student works painting business. Um, And I just like, I can't be contained. I need to know that about myself. And by giving Scott the parenting stuff, yeah, I missed out on some really key park moments, let's say, but (laughs) but he, he has this amazing relationship with Evie, our daughter, and he has taken such good care of us with the food in our house. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to give you the food responsibility, but I'm still going to control every single thing about it. Like you can go do the groceries, but we have to have tacos on Monday and this on Wednesday. We're going to have pizza night every Friday. Or it's just like every day he's back to work now, but he still does our food. And I'm (laughs) pleasantly surprised at the end of the day that we're having roasted vegetables and whatever it is, sausages and rice. I'm like, oh, excellent. Because, um, I guess that's like my best area of delegation, not that yeah. delegation in many other areas, but I really trust him and yeah. by giving him that whole side of things. I can free up my brain space for the other things I'm passionate about. And he is passionate about food and he is a great dad. He loves spending time with Evie and with our dog <laughs> who's our first child. So <laughs> it's just how it is. We just love him as much as everybody else. <laughs> I love that. We have a giant portrait of him in the living room. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. We didn't get a, we got a dog during COVID. So I had my kids before, but we got a dog during COVID, but I can see how that happens. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that delegation of home stuff has really supported me and I, I am human. I get upset about it sometimes. Sometimes I want daycare to call me if she has to be picked up and I have to say to myself, I can't have my cake and eat it too in terms of exactly what I want all the time when there's another person and his own feeling of responsibility involved. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. And um, well, and it's important because you you do what you do. So you know to make time for processing all those feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, something that we forget and we're always reminding around here, like, yeah, it's fine. Like you, you might not feel great about X, Y, and Z, and you can take the time to really process that and then go get back to your work. So for anyone who's, um, you know, trying to grow a business, who's listening, um, and feeling like that feels really hard, what are your best tips? Really hard. (laughs) I know. Okay. (laughs) So what are your, your best tips for, things that they might want to systematize or um, like getting organized or I don't know, like where do you start with that in your Mm. line of work? Well, we start with what could you do all day that you love to do that you don't get sick of very often that you cannot shut up about. And for me, it's money and business systems and actually making money in your business. So that's what I talk about all day, naturally. So what can what can you not shut up about is the first question. That's, that's interesting because I feel like we have a lot of people around here who might be clear about that. I wonder if it's just because I, you know, that, that was, mm. that's like me attracting me a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so um, really clear about what they want yet. The build, the building of it contradicts that in some way. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like we have a lot of healers around here, um, a lot of coaches who love what they're doing, mm-hmm. and but the money, like growing it, making money at it, mm. feels hard. Mm. Okay. Well, then after you figure out, yes, I want to be a healer, and this is what I could do all day, every day. 
you know, with taking time for yourself because it takes a lot of energy to be with people's pain and heal them all day long, but okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how can you create a container so that you're not doing all the time doing one-on-ones or how can you create the demand so that your one-on-ones, the price point can go up? How can you like move the puzzle pieces around? So this makes sense for you and the life you want to live. Mm. So thinking about the different puzzle pieces and then from there making the offer and making sure it's really easy for people to sign up. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, go to mylandpurpose.com and click the big pick button on the top of the screen. That's how you sign up. You know, go to my Instagram and go to Lincoln bio and it says sign up for a free week on the first thing in the Lincoln bio. And that goes through to the actual sign up page. So doing that great stewardship of your future clients and current clients to make it really easy to work with you. I think that part, I, I see that over and over and over again in coaching. People have this deep desire. They're serving some of their people who want to be working with them, but more people would work with them. More people are attracted to their energy. It's just committing to, I'm going to make this a business that makes me money, that supports my lifestyle. And to do that, I need to have a payment system that is seamless. I need to have a sign-up system that is really, really obvious. So I spend a fair amount of time and maybe that's a systems part of things, but think, but I think about it, like what is the experience that I want the people to work with me to have? Right. I want them to say like, wow, yes, I want to be part of a line business school and change the way I think about making money, actually put an offer into the world and, and make money back from my offer. I want to be part of that. So what do I have to do? Click the button, fill out the like name, <laughs> address, phone number, payment details, send. Then they get an email that says, welcome, you're in. These are all your bonuses. This is how you log in. This is our Facebook group. Can't wait to meet you. Now, just like really anything that would be a question that people are going to ask, where do I find the login? How do I enroll in this? You know, those basic, basic FAQs, getting ahead of those so that people want to work with you. And when they do work with you, they're like, wow, that was fabulous. Do you think anybody can do all those things? So I'm just questioning. So, you know, obviously now I'm a coach. And but my background is actually I owned a design firm for many years. So I think in terms of buttons, because that was like my first career was making websites. But I wonder if everybody thinks like that. Like, you know, like I mean, that is very like that is systematic in a very specific way. So to me, that's interesting because it's like, okay, I love the idea of thinking of a system. I, I love thinking of payment as a system. And then it's like Okay, and why are you as a healer or a candle maker or whatever, like, why are you the one doing the button, right? Oh, it's like, yeah. you know, to me, it's like, oh, like, because I, I feel like we think we have to do all the things. And, and so what ends up happening is as an afterthought, we make the button. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like thinking of it systematically really helps because you're like, yeah. oh, like the second you start thinking systematically, you're like, oh, it's not, it's not that, like, it's not rocket science. It's like, yeah. I just literally have to think of if I'm going to go to a website, yeah. you know, what are the steps? What am I thinking of? Um, and I wonder if that would just make it easy even for somebody who considers themselves non-technical because when we start thinking of like, we're supposed to put a button on our page, mm -hmm. I can see how that actually brings us out of the systematic thinking and into like, okay, like how do I watch all these tutorials of how this particular platform helps me yeah. create a button on the page. So it's interesting how that, I guess it depends we get, how easy we can get confused. Yeah. It depends how, what you're motivated by. Yeah. You are motivated by your clients actually being healed, people being healed and having the freedom in your life to have a business around healing people and yep. everything that creates for you. Can you commit to looking at your favorite healers website, clicking through to buy something and then modeling to make it really easy, modeling your own site 
or your own link in bio button or whatever it is after that, how that's just that person's process. So it's not like coming up with your own thing all the time. You can yes. say, I'm really inspired by, I don't know, like in our community, we work with Soul Star Energy Collective, which is two women, Ali and Mandy, and they do Akashic Records readings, they do Reiki trainings, they do um, healings and other like chakra readings. And uh, if I, let's say I'm super inspired by them, and I love the work they're doing, I could go to their website and say, okay, let's say I want to sign up for an Akashic Records reading. How easy is that for me to find? And that's such an intuitive, like, am I annoyed by this website? Okay. Yeah. So maybe on my own, I'm going to make it more obvious. I'm going to make that a header. And then just going with how to make this the best experience for people who want to work with you. So they want to keep coming back. I mean, that's my, in a previous life, I was a fundraiser. And so my lens is like, how do we say thank you to people who are interacting with our business and make sure that we kind of like seal the holes in the leaky bucket. How do we make sure that those things that are annoying for people are less annoying because we don't want to annoy the donors in fundraising. Right. I love that. It's like, thank you so much for helping us create our mission and make this happen. And then when people get mad and they never give again, Okay, that's not good. So what are we doing to make sure that they have a seamless experience? So that's kind of like, that's why I dial in on how it feels to work with us. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And the only thing I would say is that make sure that whoever you're mimicking, you're either using your own intuition to whether you like the process or not, or or make sure that they're actually doing well. Because I think a lot of times we're mimicking people who aren't doing well. And then that yeah. like perpetuates the problem. You know, go to a famous healers site. Yes, See, yes, yes. You know, go to, I don't know, Amanda Francis for money. Go to Marie Forleo for coaching yeah. advice. Go to, yeah. go to yeah. big names who have web designers. Kathy Heller has amazing landing pages and really easy ways to work with her. And I'm always inspired when I look at her stuff as to how I could express myself and then... Um, give people the opportunity to work with us by looking at her website. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, that. so I want you to tell everyone how to get a hold of you. And okay. my, I think my last question besides that is, I feel like we just threw a lot of things out at the listener <laughs> about systems that one could create and how you could create them. I'm hoping that your t-shirt drawer was an invitation <laughs> to be, <laughs> you know, a finisher and not have to have everything perfect. Mm-hmm. But what would you recommend as a system for starting to think more systematically in your, in your business? You know what I mean? Like, so that you don't overwhelm yourself with this idea. Well, I always go to how do I want to feel and I want to feel calm and organized and like I'm moving the puzzle pieces into place. Yep. So that's why I create these things so that, and I do see like the systems or the landing pages or whatever at the free weeks as the heart of creation. Yes. Really? It, it can be seen that way. So it's like, anytime you think something is anytime I'm a hundred percent determined that this is the truth, then there's, Probably now I've finally learned there's a possibility that I can be a hundred percent determined. It's also not the truth. So (laughs) you're like, I absolutely hate creating landing pages or something like that, that you can outsource. So something, something, I mean, I absolutely hate doing this one thing. Is there a way you can do it? That wouldn't be that bad. Yes. Okay. So, um, starting with how you want to feel. And how you're, how you want your clients to feel when they work with you and going from that place. Like, is there an easier way? If you don't want to have a website with 15 pages on it, you just have a link in bio with a link to payment. Right. Like, is there an easier way to One make thing this at happen? A time. Yeah. Does it have to be a whole thing or can it just be something really easy? Um, yeah. Did I answer that? Yeah, 100%. And actually, you 
not even trying to answer it with the puzzle analogy. I actually really like that because if you think of like how one would actually do a puzzle, maybe you're the kind of person who would sit down and do it all at once. But for the most part, I'm not a puzzle person, but my mother-in-law is. And I noticed that when she has puzzles out, it's like she comes by and she puts one piece in and then she like goes and makes dinner and then she comes back and she puts a few more pieces in. And so it's like, it can be a process. It doesn't have to be all at once. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and I love that. So I kind of like that puzzle analogy. In fact, I think it our- cannot be all at once. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So tell us how to find you. And and by the way, as Kayla's mentioned, she's part of a partnership. So we'll get Nicole on the podcast really soon too. Yeah. Nicole is my other half in business. Um, so you can find us at My Aligned Purpose on Instagram. Or you can pop over to mylandpurpose.com on the World Wide Web. And anyone who's listening before July 4th, you can come over to our free week that we're doing. We're doing a Manifesting Confidence Bootcamp for business women. So if you want to do the mindset work and get into how you want to feel in your business, and I guess how you want your clients to feel when they work with you, and how you can put yourself out there more confidently, come and join us July 4th to 8th. And all the sign-up information, you can hold me to this, is on mylinepurpose.com with a big pink button. I love it. I love Just it. And <laughs> go to the button, click yes, and then you can fill out the form and you can see, oh, Kayla put this together in a way that was really easy for me. Maybe I can copy that for my business. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, I was just thinking that I was like, everyone should go check out the Instagram and and check out the button. And I love the feeling. I'm just going to like re-say that out loud. The piece about... um, starting with how you want to feel and then how you want your clients to feel. Cause I don't know if you know this, but in our planning method at all, the first question is how do you want to feel this season? The first question of each week is how do you want to feel? The first question of every day is how do you want to feel? So, um, so, so I love that for entrepreneurs, we're asking that of ourselves as we're thinking about our goals, but then also we're asking that of the people we're working with. Cause I think that will make a lot of a big difference for a lot of people listening. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me. This is really oh, so fun. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes because I believe that action is where real change happens. And the thing is, is a lot of times when we hear these amazing interviews with our guests who have led these lives, we we think that big changes that we're craving have to come from big actions. And the truth is, is that I've seen over and over and over again, across hundreds, maybe even thousands of women that this is not true. I've experienced in my own life, that the little things really do add up. It's the things that we can lean into 100%, which add up, which is why we always pull three doable changes from our episodes. And we do that not in the hopes that you will go with all three of them, but so that you'll choose one and really lean into it for a week. And then if there's another one that speaks to you, you can move on to that one. All right. So here are three from my conversation with Kayla. Number one, ask money questions. One place to start with changing your mindset around money is to ask yourself, where am I currently spending money? Where do I want to be spending money? What could I do to shift where I spend my money for better alignment? Because it's all about being aligned, right? All right, doable change number two, document a system. We think of setting up systems as a big project. So start with what you already do. Document each step. Pay attention to how long each step takes. Schedule things. What parts of the system do you hate doing? Delegate that, or if possible, maybe even delete them. What parts don't run smoothly? How can you tweak them once you've set up this system? And I can tell you that the parts that don't run smoothly, it's way easier to make them work better once you write them down. So just document a system that you already do. How you send an email, how you onboard a client, right? That's the kind of systems we're talking about. Number three, think like a client. How can you make it easier for people to work with you? Take time to visit websites of other people in your field. What is super clear and smooth? What feels hard to navigate? 
Do you know what you do when you land on the page? Can you find what you need? Take the best and bring it to your own site or process. Check your site or process for things that aren't working. So I love all of these. And we're right now in a live version of From Overwhelm to Ease. And one of the three strategies, whenever overwhelm arises, is to slow down. And I think each one of these three doable changes are really about slowing down, slowing down to ask ourselves questions, slowing down to plan, slowing down to document things. All right, so I believe in all of them. Choose the one that resonates most. Do it, let us know how it goes. Come share over on Instagram when you see Kyla's beautiful picture. And I'm so excited for your journey. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.